Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa www.islamhouse.com Is pleased to present to you this lecture Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'afiruhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم وَمَنْ يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدْ فَادَ فَوْزًا عَظِيمًا أَمَّا بَعْدٍ فَإِنَّ أَصْدَقَ الْحَدِيثِ كَلَامُ اللَّهِ وَخَيْرَ الْحَدِي هَدِي مُحَمَّدٍ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ وَشَرَّ الْأُمُورِ مُحْدَثَاتُهَا فَإِنَّ كُلَّ مُحْدَثَةٍ بِدْعَةٍ وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٍ وَكُلَّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارِ وَإِنَّمَا تُوعَدُونَ لَآتٍ وَمَا أَنْتُمْ بِمُعْجِزِينَ I praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He's the only one worthy of praise. I seek His help, His guidance and His forgiveness. I believe in Him and I trust Him. I seek refuge on Almighty Allah from the evil of our passions. Indeed, whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides him to Al-Islam, no one can mislead him after Allah. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts him astray, no one can guide him after Allah. I testify openly that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah Rabbil Alameen. And I testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his messenger and the seal of all the prophets. O Muslims, you must know that the best speech is the speech of Almighty Allah which is the Quran. The best guidance is the course of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is his sunnah. The worst of all affairs is innovation and addition to the religion of Islam. Indeed, every addition to the religion of Islam will lead to hellfire. I adjure you as well as myself to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, have the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To the best of your ability, fear Allah and don't die unless you are in a state of Islam. My khutbah today, although that the subject related more to the women, nevertheless, with no inch of doubt, that most of you, if it's not all of you, that you have a wife, or you have a sister, or you have a daughter. So the subject is not only for the lady to hear it, it's for us. To hear it even before them. Why us before them? Because we are in a charge. Because we are responsible. 
because the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam had told us, "Kullukum ra'in wa kullukum mas'ul." Each one of you is a governor, and each one of you going to be questioned about his government. So before we talk to your wife or to your daughter, we are addressing you because you number one responsible before Allah subhanahu wa taala, and it is the obligation of the Imam in the community and the husband in the family, and those who are in charge in any capacity to change the munkar, to change the evil, the wrongdoer, by their hands. If they could not, they need to talk against it. If they could not, the minimum to hit it with their hearts. My subject today related to the hijab. But the problem nowadays that to a good number of a Muslim women, they assume in hijab is throwing some clothes in your body, and this is hijab. Doesn't matter what color, how short, how tight, as long she's wearing something covering her skin color, she assumes that she is wearing hijab. And this, with all respect to your understanding, this is a totally wrong. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had prophesied this long time ago. And I want to bring this hadith to you, which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa had told us long time ago before even we see it and witness today. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, سيكون في آخر أمتي نساء كاسيات عاريات على رؤوسهن كأسنمة الفخر إلعنوهن فإنهن ملعونات وفي حديث آخر لا يدخلن الجنة ولا يجدن ريحها وإن ريحها لتوجد من مسيرة كذا وكذا للحديث in the collection of an Imam Muslim, rahmatullahi alayhi, as well as the Tabarani. The Prophet said, the latter part of this nation will be some kind of women who are dressed, but they are naked. On their head, on their head, like the hump of the camel. The Prophet وسلم, is saying, curse them because they are cursed. Curse them because they are cursed. Their action, their deed, they deserve the curse of Allah. And it made it permissible that when the believers get annoyed and see them, but the way how they display their beauty to invoke the curse of Allah upon them. I'm holding the book today in my hand because some of you, they did not feel more authority when they hear it from my mouth than I'm holding a book. And this, the book, I'll tell you by who, and doesn't matter by who, is what he's supporting what he's saying. This Jilbab al-Mar' al-Muslima fil-Kitab wa sunnah 
تأليف محمد ناصر الدين الألباني رحمة الله عليه. The issue is not who wrote the book. The issue is what he support in his argument. Please move forward. Kindly get close to each other. This was the Prophet saying. And with no doubt that we live in the time which the Prophet has indicated. Will be a woman, they are dressed, but they are naked. And this can be explained in two ways. They are dressed, but in reality they are not dressed, they are naked. Why? Because the clothes that they wearing, you can see through. So in actuality, she is wearing something, but you still can see her body. There is other way that can be explained also. She's dressed. You don't see her skin color, but what she's wearing is shaping her body. You can see the size of different parts of her body. So she is dressed, but she is naked. Such girl, such daughter, such sister, such wife is cursed by Allah. And if we care for our family, if we care for our wives, if we care for our daughters, if we care for our Muslim sisters in the community or in the mosque, it is our obligation out of love and concern to remind them. Because some of these women, they don't mean it or they don't know better. So, now the Prophet sallam, number one said that they are cursed. Number two, the Prophet allows the believers to curse those women who dress in this fashion. Number three, the Prophet said, لا يدخلنا الجنة ولا يجدنا ريحها وإن ريحها لا يوجد من مسيرة كذا وكذا Jannah is so beautiful and Jannah that from a far away you can smell Jannah. But those women who are dressed but they are naked, they're going to be prevented from entering Jannah they are not permitted to smell the pregnancy of Jannah. So we call in our sisters, our daughters, our wives, the Muslims, those who are here today, and those who may hear the tape at any time, we advise you for the sake of Allah. But if you are coming to our own center, after we advise you, it's going to be a different action. Because we could not allow the monker. Otherwise we be cursed. Because we have authority in our property. You like it or not. Allah has given us a mask. And we are the guardian of this mask. And men are in charge of their wives. And men are in charge of their families. And the imam in charge of his mask. And everybody have to carry his responsibility to the best of his ability. We are not going to say, she's my wife and my daughter, I talk to her. It is your obligation as a husband, as a father, to change it with your hand. And it is my obligation also as an imam in the mosque that I will remind, correct, and teach. And if it takes for me to stop it with my hand, this is my right. This is my right. But first, we let the people know that this is wrong. And we tell you that you need to save yourself from hellfire. With this hadith, 
The Prophet said كَثِيَاتْ عَارِيَاتِ So the purpose of your dress is not to cover your skin color. The purpose of your hijab to make you invisible, to make you hide, to make nothing can be seen from you. And Shaykh Al-Albani when he indicates in this condition of dress, he said, الشرط الرابع, the fourth condition, أن يكون فضفاضا غير ضيق فيصف شيئا من جسمها. That her dress, whatever she's wearing, if it's abaya, if it's milaha, if it's jilbab, whatever she's wearing, it has to be loose. Not tight, not to prescribe or describe or shape any part of her body. Now listen to this hadith, which reported by Usama radiallahu anhu, is support to the condition that the shaykh had brought for the condition of the Muslim dress for a woman. This hadith, قال Usama ibn Zayd radiallahu anhu, كثاني رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم, قبطية كثيفة مما أهداها له به الكلبي. فكسوتها امرأتي فقال ما لك لم تلبس القبطية قلت كسوتها امرأتي فقال مرها فلتجعل تحتها غلالة فإني أخاف أن تصف حجم عظامها The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم had gave Usama a gift from this clothes that been brought from a different country The hadith is the collection of Imam Ahmed and the Bayhaqi and the Abu Dawood. The Prophet ﷺ, in the hadith which he reported by Usama ibn Zayd, the Prophet ﷺ gave him a special dress called Qubutiyah. Okay? So, he went and gave it to his wife. The Prophet ﷺ, when he saw Isama, he asked him why he didn't wear this dress or this soap, or this kutiya that I give you. He said, O oh, Prophet of Allah, I give it to my wife to wear it. So the Prophet sallallahu said to him, Murha, order him, to put a hilala, to put another dress under it, because I'm scared that it may show the shape and the size of her bones. It's clear. This kind of material was so soft. So when a woman drop it in her body, it will be folded according her size. Now we want to see, my brothers and sisters, the problem that we see with some sisters coming to the mosque. Wearing a skirt that split from the front, or from the back, or from the side. Or wearing a pants. All those who think that they are in the proper hijab wearing a scarf. And barely cover the end of her hair. Now what happened to her bosom? What happened to her chest? What happened to her back? You can see everything. This is haram, this is corruption, and this it shouldn't be in a place for worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Muslims coming to obey Allah, to worship Allah, not to be through temptation even in the mud. This is haram, this is wrong. Those who did not understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, He didn't say round the neck. Allah said, let them strike with their veil over their bosom. So this hijab, this is tarha, this is khimar, whatever what you call it, is not for a purpose of covering your neck. And this kind of fashion, from where it came, that we see it in our community, in our mosque for the last year, is so bad that the sister taking the hijab or the scarf and barely going around her neck and her head. Now you can see the size of the shoulder. Now you can see her chest is sticking in front of her. Now you can see her back. You can see everything in details. This is reality. And this is haram. I'm not going to stand here hinting towards something and nobody knows what I'm talking about. We want to come direct to the point that this is wrong. Allah said, let them strike with their veil, the headpiece, over their bosom. This is the place, Fathat al-Jayf. وَلْيَضْرِبْنَ بِخُمُرِهِنَّ عَلَىٰ جِيُوبِهِمْ This is the Jayf. This is the opening of your dress. This is called Jayf. So Allah said, let this khimar go over the opening of your dress to cover your chest. So now when a sister coming with a scarf, barely covering the head of her neck, this is not right. This is temptation. And any girl or any woman that come in here for purpose of temptation, let her stay home. Let her stay home, otherwise you get the curse of Allah and you deserve the curse of the believers. And it is permissible for them to curse you. Not just go into the face of a sister and say, may Allah curse you. You can see her from a distance. And he can say, may Allah curse you, you are right, nobody can say you are wrong about this. She deserves the curse of Allah if she does this. Women coming with the pants, coming with a, what you call, a jiba or a skirt, up to half of their legs, and after this wearing a stocking, and this is also kasiyat in ariyat, she is dressed covering her leg, but it's still showing the size of her calf, her leg, or showing the color. This is wrong, totally wrong. My dear respected brothers, you have to understand this. You could not be shy from your wife, you could not be shy from your daughter, you could not be shy from al-haq. Our responsibility is to forbid the evil. If we could not even forbid evil in our mosque, forbid the evil in our own house, what kind of manhood is this? And my dear respected sisters in Islam, this is haram, this is totally haram, this is corruption in the Muslim community, and this shouldn't be done. So if you're wearing a pants, or you're wearing a scarf, and you're still wearing a jilbab, this is not jilbab. Because you're wearing a jilbab, but your shoulder, the size of your arms, the size of your hips, the size of your back, Everything is showing this is totally haram, this is totally wrong. And I was planning to avoid talking about this name, so somebody said, look, how is the man standing talking about these things? No haya in him. 
But Alhamdulillah, I found somebody like Sheikh Al-Albani, and I'm going to mention this to you. He mentioned this word in his book. So Alhamdulillah, I have a support, I have an example that the greatest scholar had mentioned this word. He did not hint toward it. I want to mention something so amazing, and how the believing women in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to be concerned about their body, and used to have hayat. And the Prophet sallallahu had told us, al-hayat shu'batun min al-iman. To be bashful and to be shy is a branch of faith. And we need to learn to have hayat, and we need to raise our children, especially the girls, about having hayat from day one. And those women, they used to be walking against the wall, not in the middle of the street. They don't want to, if they have to go outside, they do not even walk in the middle of the street. But listen about this story. This is not a bedtime story, this is a reality. And listen how these women been raised by the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وما روي عن أم جعفر بنت محمد ابن جعفر أن فاطمة بنت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قالت يا أسماء إني قد استقبحت ما يصنع ما يصنع بالنساء أن يطرح على المرأة السوء فيصفها فقالت أسماء يا ابنة رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ألا أريك شيئا رأيته بالحبشة فدعت بجرائب رطبة فحنتها ثم طرحتها عليه عليها ثوبا ثم طرحت عليها ثوبا فقالت فاطمة ما أحسن هذا وأجمله تعرف به المرأة من الرجل فإذا مت أنا فاغسليني أنت وعلي ولا يدخل علي أحد فلما توفيت غسلها علي وأسماء رضي الله عنهما فانظر إلى فاطمة بضعة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كيف استقبحت أن يصف الثوب المرأة وهي ميتة فلا شك أن وصفه إياها وهي حية أقبح وأقبح فليتأمل هذا مسلمات هذا العصر التي يلبسن من الثياب الضيقة التي تصف نهودهن وخصورهن وإلياتهن وسوقهن وغير ذلك من أعضائهن ثم ليستغفرن الله تعالى وليتبن إليه وليذكرن قول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الحياء والإيمان قرنا جميعا فإذا رفع أحدهما رفع الآخر أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم This story that Fatima daughter of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم was talking to Asma bint Abu Bakr say I don't like it's very bad the way how they cover a Muslim woman after her death throwing a sheet over her so, Asma told her, would you like me to tell you about something? I saw it in Abyssinia, because she made the migration, and she, the first migration, she saw it. She took some branches of a palm tree, which is green, and she curved them, and she showed her that when a woman is dead, they bring this thing like, make a, a fence, or something like a, a dome over the body of the woman, and they will place it over here. So when they put the sheet, now the sheet it doesn't, because if somebody laying down and you put a sheet, you can see the size of the body. And Fatima feel bad and shy while she is dead, or while somebody woman is dead. 
And how her body is going to be brought in front of the Muslims, in front of the Imam, they go to make salah and see the sight. So now, Asma is saying here about what she saw in Abyssinia. They will take these branches, they make it together, and make something like kafas or... Uh, I don't know how to describe it, if somebody can help me with the word, and they will put this canopy, something like a canopy over her stomach. So this way, when you put the sheet, the sheet will go over the canopy, so it doesn't show the size of the body. So Fatima, she liked it, and say, when I die, you Asma and my husband Ali, an, you watch me, and don't let anybody come inside. Only you and my husband. I don't want to see anybody to see my body. So people used to be concerned about their body dead, not alive. We are alive, and they're in other countries, they're fighting for the government taking the hijab from them, and here Allah bless us, we can have a hijab, and some women playing games around their hijab. They have a problem of keeping their khimar. They have a problem of having jilbab. And there in, in France and other places, women are fighting for having the hijab. So what we're waiting, the same thing to happen to us. We are not going to carry the order of Allah until the rest of Allah comes over us. Why we have to wait for difficulty to fall upon us to return to Allah? So she told her, when I die, put this canopy over my body. And don't let anybody come to wash my body except my husband and you. So when she died, she put this canopy in here. So here Fatima radiallahu anha, and this became the sunnah since this time in most the Muslim country when a Muslim woman is dead, they did not lay her down on the bed like this. They lay her down, they cover her, they put a canopy over her, and after this they will both shroud her from the top. Nobody will see the size of her body. How we don't worry about ourselves as a Muslim women? How you allow a man that is not your husband to be seeing your body, seeing your size, seeing everything about you? You don't have a shame. And if a button is broken from your jilbab, now your, your button is exposed. We have to have a concern as a Muslim woman, dignity, to be concerned about our body. It's something to be respected. It's something to be respected. And like I said to the people, especially non-Muslims, when they talk about the hijab, I tell them when you go to the flea market, you find everything on the table there. Because they think fifty cent dollar, two dollars, five dollars. Flea market you find everything on the table. But when you go to buy a gold ring, you go to Main Street, you found there is a lock on the door and he have to buzz you to get you in and after this the gold is there in another uh, what you call glass window and you have to point which one he bring it and show it to you and you have a security. Why? Because the value of the gold. But the free market, everything is the table, everybody touch it, take it, put it down. A Muslim sister has to look to herself with the dignity that her body is aura, is only lawful for her husband. And not to be exposed to everybody, she needs to have the security and luck and everything around herself. Not to expose herself to everybody. Like here, free show, look at me. This is haram, this is wrong, this is causing fitna in the Muslim community, and this is temptation. 
If this applies to us in here in Colombia, please, everybody try to correct it. If it's not... In conclusion, we ask Allah that He brings you benefit through this lecture. For more information, you may contact us through the following address. The Islamic Propagation Office, Rabwa, P.O. Box 29465, Riyadh, 114-57, Saudi Arabia. Phone, 445-4905. Also, 4970126. If you would like to listen to more beneficial lectures, feel free to visit our website at www.islamhouse.com. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.